I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Braden Sprint here back on another high school football podcast on 97 Through the Fan. We are previewing each and every league here in San Diego County. Uh, we're on to the Metro Leagues, uh, talking a little South Bay football. We're now joined by the head coach of the Hilltop Lancers, Drew Westling. Uh, coach Westling, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful. Great to hear your voice and the... Uh second best Supranet that I know. Ah, the second best. Oh, that's funny. I, I'm sure, um, you know, I know you got a burner over there on your staff uh, that my dad coached and, and what have <laughs> you, so I'm sure there's a lot of stories going around over at the Hilltop uh, Lancers camp, but um, talk to us a little bit about the camp over there in, in Hilltop and uh, how, how your boys looking and how you guys uh, uh, going into the season. We are very excited that we are almost going to be playing real football here uh, against other people, so scrimmage tomorrow should be a lot of fun we're going to treat it like a preseason game and and make sure that our focus getting out of there healthy and getting a lot of reps for a lot of guys but we can't wait to get going next week against Escondido this is the closest team that I've had in my four years I think it's got the best leadership and we're really excited about our opportunities this year of course, you're playing in the uh, the kickoff classic. Uh, you guys are hosting that this year. Um, I I know you guys have been a uh, you know a big component of, of the kickoff classic. Uh, talk to us a little bit about why you do that game and and the great event that it is, and um, you know why we should all go out and and, and check you guys out uh, for the you know preseason type games they have uh, for the first uh, you know week of the season, if you will. Well, I think there's a couple things that we like about doing it. First of all, we want to say yes to any opportunity that comes up to help promote our student-athletes and help out football in general. And then secondly, Montel Allen and Ruben Pena, who run it, uh, run it with a great cause behind it, which is to raise a ton of food for San Diego Food Bank. So the cost of admission is free, but you do need to bring one can or more canned food. So it's for a great cause. It's a great chance for the kids to put on their game uniform and, and get really more of a game experience than a scrimmage experience. So we're excited. We're we're excited we get a chance to host it and excited we get to scout some teams that we play the following day as well. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you came in uh, from last year. You were five and six last year. The JV team went five and five, uh, returning about 12 guys out of your 22 uh, coming back this year. Uh, what are the expectations for your team coming into the season? And uh, who are some of the guys that you think are going to be impact players for the Lancers this year? You know, our expectation is to continue to get better every single day. And, and we've really gotten better every single year when you look at our league. So our first year in league, we were two and one. We lost the league title 30-29 to to Mar Vista in a great game that we came up short in. But we were plus 52 in point differential in our three league games. The following year, we were able to win our first league title, and we were 3-0, and we were plus 55 in point differential. Last year, we were able to run the table again one more time in a, in a very competitive league, and we were plus 62 point differential. So I know we're headed in the right direction. And we want to continue to do that just by showing up and getting to work every day. Coach, you're one of the guys, um, you know, very limited uh, amount of coaches that are very active on social media in terms of not only promoting your school, but, you know, getting kids involved and getting them to buy in. How much does social media play into the fact of, of you coaching? And, and how do you see social media, uh, you know, affecting maybe high school football down the road with getting kids to play and, and, and getting kids fired up for the season? 
I think it's the way that we communicate with our young people today. And uh, if you're not using it, then you're not using a very valuable tool. So um, kids are going to be on Instagram. They're going to be on Twitter. They're going to be on Snapchat a lot more than they are looking at school emails or announcements as far as activities that are available to them. So we want to use every single avenue we can and, and every resource we can to improve our program. Let's talk about your team this year, 2019. Uh, Schedule-wise, at Escondido is going to be a tough game. Uh, Escondido's got some boys on the front line that are uh, you know, always going to be a, a hassle with. Uh, El Cap supposedly got a good line this year, too. You got San Ysidro Valhalla at Morse, uh, and then Benita Vista and Mountain Empire before you get into league play. That's a nice little um, schedule you got there in, in terms of, of non-league opponents. What is your philosophy in scheduling non-league games uh, in terms of you know trying to find the best competition while still also trying to make yourself, uh, you know, able to win a lot of those games? Oh, I think you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what we're looking for, games that provide great competition but games we could win. We could win or lose every single one of those games that you listed. And uh, the last two years, I think there were a few games we went into that we were maybe a little bit overmatched in certain areas, coaching included. And uh, we've really tried to schedule games where we feel like we have to bring it every single week or we will not uh, win the game. You guys got the. Uh, I, I'm more. I'm really interested in the uh, the game at El Cap. You have uh, you know Ron Burner, uh, senior versus Ron Burner uh, the third over there ever at um, Hilltop. I think that might be a, a. Have they been talking back and forth yet about the week two game? Are you guys focusing uh, one week at a time? We are certainly one week at a time, but there has no doubt been some smack talk. It's actually pretty funny because Coach Burner, our defensive coordinator, is a realtor. He just sold his dad's house. <laughs> and he found a 2011 El Cap playbook that he tried to run away with. And uh, Coach Burner Sr. made sure that didn't happen. So we're really looking forward to that game, except for the fact that they're going to be really good. They got a four year starting quarterback, they got some studs on the outside, they got a great O line, like you said, and they're going to be very well coached defensively by Coach Nenden. So it's going to be a great challenge. Uh, they may be one of the best teams in Division Three. So we can't get them the first time. Maybe we'll have a chance to see them again in the playoffs, but we can't wait to compete against them. Last thing, Coach Westling, I know you got a very busy day, a very busy man down there at Hilltop. Um, what are some of the kids that are going to be impact players for you this year? I think Javen DeAnda, who will be a first-year starter, is going to be the best quarterback in the South Bay. We're really excited about him. Uh, we have three running backs we really like, including our returning starter from last year, Jeremiah Serrano. Uh, Gage Scruggs was a safety uh, for us last year. He's moved into the linebacker position in our new 3-3-5 defense. He might be the de uh, league defensive player of the year. Marco Hockey's a two-way starter, receiver and DB. He's a stud. Uh, Tony Candelari is our last line of defensive free safety. And all of those guys don't matter if we don't have great guys on both, both lines, which we do. So got a lot of returners coming back on the O-line as well as the D-line. And uh, we can't wait to get it going and have some fun. We're excited to continue to cover uh, Hilltop this year on 97.3 The Fan. I'm sure we'll get you on our high school football show with Coach Contera on Thursday night. We look forward to talking to you uh, throughout the rest of the season. Coach Westling, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you for the time. Sorry I was bugging you with my text messages the last two days. You are the man, and we appreciate all you do for San Diego football. Braden Sprint here again on the uh, High School Football Podcast on 97.3 The Fan. We're previewing as many high school football leagues as we can here in San Diego. We're moving on to the Metro Leagues. Uh, we talked to Drew Wessling. We're now talking with Howard Bannister, the head coach of Chula Vista. I am alongside Luke Ramirez, of course. Uh, coach Bannister, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having us on. We, uh, we love having opportunities to promote Chula Vista football. 
And we love uh, promoting Chula Vista football coach. It's always great uh, talking to you, of course. The uh, first thing I've been asking every coach right now is, you know, we're, we're kind of through uh, the dog days of camp. We're getting ready uh, to finally hit somebody else. What's uh, How are the Chula Vista Spartans doing right now in camp? How are you guys looking and how excited are you to hit finally hit somebody else with scrimmages this week? Well, uh, yeah, hitting somebody else will be good. We don't have the numbers uh, that we've probably had typically in the past. We're sitting around 39 guys right now. I uh, got a couple guys that are nursing a couple little injuries that we've kind of kept on the sidelines here and there. Uh, so that does change things when you don't have the big numbers. Um, so it changes a little bit how many guys you're going to hit and how many times we're going to hit and how many times we're going to go to the ground. So it's going to be a, a, a welcome experience to, to be able to hit someone else. Uh, uh, but we feel pretty good about the guys that are here. Uh, we feel pretty good about the chances we're going to have. Uh, we're a little thin. Uh, on our offensive line, uh, but the guys that are here are great. We lost a couple guys. Uh, two of our prospects from last year transferred to Lincoln, and that's okay. We got guys that are stepping up, ready to rock and roll, and, and we're ready to run with those guys. Awesome, Coach. This is Luke Ramirez here. Uh, first of all, good to talk to you again. I'm looking forward to hopefully doing a couple of games for you guys uh, for the UT. Um, I just wanted to ask, uh, you know, what do you think the biggest difference might be from last year? I know you're talking about you guys are a little short um, on the roster, but uh, how's how what, what kind of a look? What's going to be different as far as the look of your football team this year? Well, there's no secret we had a tough season last year. Uh, you know, three and nine is not what the season we envisioned uh, having. Uh, we we suffered a lot of injuries last year. We had three big starters uh, that went out before the first game of the season. We had five starters, m- many of them two-way guys that went out during the season. We just felt very depleted last year, and and, and although it was a tough season. What it did do for us is we got a lot of guys with a lot of experience. So we got some young guys uh, that, you know, even though those were some losing efforts last year, played in some tough, tough games, playing up where they wouldn't have gotten that experience normally. Uh, and those guys are going to be really the cornerstone uh, of what we're doing this year. And uh, so we're excited. Uh, most of the guys who really put up good numbers for us last year are returning. And uh, and we expect them to just you know get even better this year. Coach, uh, you had a lot of uh, you know tough games last year. You guys didn't do yourselves any favors this year. You guys got a really uh, difficult schedule, in, in my opinion, at least. Uh, you open up at La Jolla Country Day, um, you know, which is a pretty good caliber team to where you guys are at as well. Mount Miguel is going to be a lot better. Escondido supposedly has a big line at West Hills, at Modern Day, and Morse, and at Monta Vista. Um, what What is your philosophy in terms of, of making a non-league schedule? And um, first of all, big big ups to you. I, I think the non-league schedule you have, guys have is pretty tough. Um, but uh, what is your philosophy in terms of you know scheduling a non-league before you get into league play? Well, for us, um, when I came in, I inherited the schedule that was already here. Um, and so everything to your schedule. Uh, all of our non-league games, were their uh, schedules were up. Their contracts were up. So the schedule I made last year is exactly the same this year. Uh, so we're on the second year of those schedules. When I made those schedules, uh, we had a young man here named Kajon Duncan, who was a 10th grader, uh, and he had a phenomenal 10th grade year, and he ended up with a really bad uh, injury, uh, didn't play for us at all last year. Uh, you know, and projecting having him back along with some of the other guys who got hurt, we figured we could compete pretty good uh, with the schedule that we had last year. Uh, unfortunately, he's no longer here at Tula Vista, um, but that schedule's still here. 
So it's going to be a challenge for us. Uh, we know that, but uh, we love playing the underdog role, and I think we're going to be a lot better than people expect. Great, Coach. Luke, again, um, I'm just curious as to, you know, like you said, um, the tough non-league schedule and, and everything. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what the identity of uh, this year's team is? Well, we're, we're kind of uh, getting into some new territories. Uh, two years that I've been here, we've had a couple quarterbacks that did a couple different things. The first year I was here, we had a guy that, that could run a little bit, uh, struggled a little bit in the passing game. Last year, we kept going between uh, two starters, Carlos Serratos and um, Moses. Um, we ended up going with Moses last year, but he was pretty short. He was about five, six and a half, probably about 115 pounds soaking wet. Um, but he was a better passer of the two. So, uh, and we struggled. If you look, we did. We tried to run the ball last year. We had, I think, 1,300 yards, and our leading rusher was 240 yards because we went through so many guys. Um, so, you know, looking at last year, uh, we were trying to, to be balanced, and we just did not have the guys to do it. We got a guy that's coming up. Uh, he'll be a junior for us this year. He's 6'2", 200 pounds, Omar Perez. We've done a ton of uh, more seven-on-sevens in the offseason than we ever have. Uh, and we think he's ready to take the helm. I think he's going to take uh, Division Four by storm. I think he's going to have a, a really good season for us there. And then we're very lucky we got a guy who just transferred in uh, in January from La Jolla uh, named Martin Jellison. And um, uh, he actually played some uh, D-line over there, but he's going to be a, a junior for us, 5'10", 250 pounds, can run like the wind. He's a monster. So we expect to be balanced. We're going to be a lot of no huddle this year, which we haven't done. But the personnel uh, has, you know, forced me to change some of the old school 21 personnel. We're not going to be in the box as much and running it down everybody's throat. We're going to be a little bit more zone uh, RPO spread team this year. Coach Bannister, thanks again for joining us uh, on 97.3 through the fan as we get ready for the high school football season. We're excited to you know keep up with the Chula Vista Spartans as as much as we can, and we look forward to talking to you again uh, later on in the season. Well, thanks for having us again. We appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, it's uh, great times anytime we talk Spartan football. Brain Sprint here alongside Luke Ramirez of uh, the Union Tribune as we break down each and every league. We are now on the South Bay schools. We're covering the Metro South Bay uh, on this particular podcast. Of course, if you want to hear any of our other podcasts, go to 97ThroughTheFanSD.com. Check out our Instagram at 97ThroughTheFan or our Twitter page at 97ThroughTheFanSD for all of our high school football coverage. Of course, every Thursday night, we got our high school football show with Coach John Cantera and myself, Braden Suprenit, right here on 97.3 The Fan. will be on from 9 to 11 each and every Thursday night. And then starting next week on August 23rd, we have our first Friday Night Lights game on the radio. It will be Granite Hills traveling to Poway. I'll be on the call with Coach John Cantera. We're excited to have high school football back here in San Diego, and we're excited to talk some high school football. I introduced him a little bit before. He is the, uh, you know, he's more famous for his uh, Little League World Series appearance. Uh, he is Luke Ramirez. He is a freelance writer for the Union Tribune covering the South Bay and high school athletics. Luke, uh, first of all, how are you doing? Second of all, um, does it get old when you're when you're the guy that's known for being, you know, 12 years, 12 years old hitting bombs on ESPN? <laughs> well, Brady, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for uh, having me on here. 
I would say it's gotten easier as I've gotten older. Um, <laughs> when I was in high school, I was the little league guy. That kind of ticked me off a little bit. But uh, nowadays, looking back, it's it's still cool every day to look back on what we did. Right. It, it's kind of something you kind of have to grow up with and, and kind of embrace at the same time. Um, you know, people watching you on TV uh, when you're young and, and what have you. But we're not talking about Little League Baseball. We're talking about high school football. Um, I'm excited for the high school season. I know you're probably excited for the high school season. Let's get to it with the, uh, you know, we'll start with the Metro. Uh, we're going to the Metro League here. Uh, the South Bay uh, League in particular, as uh, we have a lot of a lot of things popping up on our computer screens right now uh, that it's kind of uh, affecting the way we uh, run this podcast. But we'll, we'll start with, um, you know, the league is Chula Vista, Hilltop, Sweetwater, and um, Mar Vista. That is the, uh, the South Bay League. Out of those four teams, just we're not making our predictions yet, but what is the team that stands out to you the most? Well, it's definitely Hilltop. Um, I mean, under Coach Wessling, he's done a great job since he's taken over, from what I can see. Super charismatic guy, um, definitely offensive-minded, although he does uh, you know, handle business on the defense. Um, he's had some great players come through his uh, program, especially last year, a good senior quarterback in Joey Castillo. Uh, definitely led the way for them you know, to that 4-0 league, league's, uh, league record last year to win, win the league. Um, Hilltop's definitely the team to look out for, um, like I said, especially under Coach Wessling, although you can't sleep on Mar Vista as well. Um, They're always a physical football team, uh, a lot of size up front, both offense, both offensive line and defensive line will have a lot of size. Um, and they've got some skill players as well that are fun to watch. So uh, don't definitely not to sleep on this South Bay uh South Bay League. Yeah, I, uh, Hilltop, again, is a team that sticks out to me as well. Mar Vista, to me, is a team that I kind of forget about all the time, and then they go on and go like 7-3 and three, yeah. or 6-4, and four, and then they have a great year, and then they kind of, uh, you know, they'll they'll sneak in there and win the uh, the Metro South Bay League after I pick Hilltop, right? right. So I'm high on yep. Hilltop, and Coach Wessling over there doing a great job uh, at Hilltop, but then all of a sudden Mar Vista comes in under the radar and uh, potentially wins that league. Uh, Sweetwater and, and, and Chula Vista, you know, Chula Vista, they... Uh, we just talked to Coach Bannister here on the podcast. He's excited about his team. Um, I don't know of a lot of coaches that are not excited about their teams going into the season ever. Um, it, it's really rare for a coach to be like, yeah, it's just not going to be a good time. Um, I'd love to see Chula Vista go back to that what, the way it was two years ago when Bannister, his first season. They went 7-5. and five. They're competing for a league title. They're you know having a good year last year. Not as great of a year. It went three and nine. Um, this year, I don't see them winning too many games either. I, and it's not because they're not doing a great job down there. I think it has to do with their schedule. So I mean, you look at it at La Jolla Country Day to start the year um, with Coach uh, Tyler Hills running it there. He says they got the biggest O line that they have had in their history. Um, it's still a smaller size school, but I think that's a pretty good matchup for Chula Vista. Mount Miguel is going to be tough. Uh, Troy Starr's second year as head coach at Mount Miguel after coaching Helix for a long time and coaching up north uh, for a long time as well. You know he's going to eventually turn it around, so that might be a tough game for Chula Vista as well. Then you got Escondido. I was talking with John Maffey of the Union Tribune. He was on our, our North County podcast, and he is very high on Escondido. They got a very big line. Uh, they got some playmakers. They got a lot of guys coming back from last year. Uh, that is a team that's going to be senior heavy. That's going to be tough for them as well. Then at West Hills, at Modern Day, uh, Morse at Monta Vista. That's a pretty difficult non-league schedule right there uh, can you can you find for me a, a win in there for them in that non-league schedule I mean that's very difficult to try to get through absolutely um, and what kind of jumps out to me is the modern day Catholic game especially going into their house um, that's going to be quite a football game I mean coach Joyner's putting together a lot of special things over there we'll get into later um, with the Metro um, Mesa the Mesa League correct yeah um, but I, it's 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 going to be tough it's you know I'm seeing a lot of uh 
something something that's kind of become a theme with the South Bay teams is, is tough non-league uh, schedules, and I think that's to kind of get them all prepared to for to win their league. Obviously, um, so it's kind of going to be whether or not they're able to rise up and get better through those games, or get banged up and not be able to play. Coach Bannister has already said he's having a problem with uh, injuries and participation, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, Chula Vista has that grit uh, way back to the '90s um, that my dad always talks about. So uh, to get back to that level, it's going to take it's going to take a little bit of time, but uh, it'll be interesting. And you know, the community down there loves their Spartan football. I've talked right. with Bannister before, and they're all gung ho about Chula Vista football, and they're getting excited, and they want to get you know back to where they were a long time ago. Uh, you know, being a really good uh, you know team down here in San Diego for sure. Uh, you got some names for me on on, on some of the guys that to, to watch out for uh, on Chula Vista. Absolutely. Um, so they've def- they're returning their offensive and defensive MVP in Dylan Salee. Um, he's playing both ways as a receiver and a defensive back. And Leonardo Ibarra, same kind of thing with him. Um, so they're looking up as far as returners um, in some key spots for them. Some other names that stick out um, is going to be their quarterback, Carlos Serratos, looks like, um, as well as Omar Perez might be in the mix for quarterback as well. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what what how they can rise up. Uh, it sounds like they're going to make a couple of changes with their offense, go a little more spreadish, which will be interesting. Uh, but it should be exciting. Those are some names to look out for with this Chula Vista club. I, what do you see record-wise for Chula Vista? I, and and I'm, I'm looking at it. I, I don't think they beat Hilltop or Mar Vista in their league. I think they beat Sweetwater. I think they go one and two in league. But then I, it's very hard for me to find a win in their non-league area. They might be able to beat La Jolla Country Day. Uh, potentially, uh, to me, it's a lot of question marks the Chula Vista team. I think their ceiling might be three wins. I think their basement's going to be zero wins. I, I just, I, it's going to, it's tough for me um, to pick Chula Vista win a lot of games. And I know Coach Bannister's fired up for the season. Uh, we just talked to him not too long ago, and you know he knows that people don't think their team's going to do very well. Which that could be a mo- big motivating factor for a team when the outside noise is saying uh, they're not going to win a lot of games, and hopefully uh, they can motiv- we can motivate them to to win more games, or what have you. Um, they enter the season with a negative thirty point three rating according to Cal Prep. Um, I got them going one and nine. Yeah, I might have them a little bit higher, um, just for the fact that they're playing the same schedule they did last year. Um, so they're going to a lot of guys back. Against. So yeah, all right. Um, they if if Bannister can make the changes that it sounds like he wants to make, it's going to be a different look uh, for their opponents looking at them second second year in a row. Um, so I, I'm kind of more feeling towards your ceiling, your your ceiling of three wins, um, closer to that, um, to be optimistic uh, for sure, but. Um, it'll be interesting. It's it's going to be exciting. It's it's definitely a team that is I don't want to say rebuilding, but you know it's kind of that kind of attitude as far as getting more players to participate and such. Um, so which we'll is such a challenge. It's already a challenge for most of the teams in San Diego right now to just have a lot of guys. Uh, the biggest challenge for a lot of the coaches I've talked to so far this year has been we don't have a lot of depth and that's just you just don't have a lot of depth anymore there's not 70 kids showing up for 70 to 100 kids showing up for freshman football every year like they used to Um, there's not a lot of guys that play from the freshman level to the JV level there's not a lot of kids that you know hang around to play varsity and there's so many transfers going around now he lost two of his better guys to go to Lincoln Um, I mean he already has a like a 
you know the, the the cards that he's dealt and then all of a sudden they take his two best cards out of his hand and now it's like all right let me try to win with this um but you know he's got kids stepping up and he's he's gonna have a uh you know a team that's ready to go i i just don't see them you know winning a lot of games uh, i can see three and seven though i can yeah. see that i just uh, my predictions one and nine um i was the uh, super positive guy the other day uh with coach uh not with coach with um with Top Dog, and he was the guy that was uh, cutting my picks in half. So now you're going to be the positive guy, and I'll be the I'll be the negative one. Uh, moving on to Hilltop, uh, this is my favorite to win the league. I think we might be in agreement on that one. Five and six last year, their JV team goes five and five. Uh, negative point eighteen or negative eighteen point nine rating going into the season. Uh, they're returning twelve of their twenty two starters. Wins last year over Mar Vista, Chula Vista, and Mountain Empire. They lost to Benita, Escondido, and Olympian. Um, they also have a pretty tough schedule. I, I think it's a little bit more favorable to them. Uh, we're talking with Wesley. He said, we can win and lose easily every one of those games. Absolutely, I think it's pretty fair. It's, a, it's kind of a coin flip for a lot of them. Uh, at Escondido, open up the season. At El Cap. Uh, the Burner matchup. That's good. Defensive coordinator Ron Burner taking on his dad, Ron Burner uh, Sr. over at El Cap. That should be a, a fun little matchup for them. Right. San Ysidro, Valhalla at Morris, Benita Vista, Mountain Empire, uh, a buy and then league. That, to me, if, if Hilltop and Chula Vista switch schedules, I think uh, Chula Vista would have a lot more wins this season. Yeah, definitely. I think Banster, like you said, he inherited that schedule that he has. Um, it's going to be a little tougher for him. I think Wesling is uh, is has got opportunities for sure to win um, night in and night out on Friday. So um, I think that's what it all boils down to with this team. Um, they're probably still trying to find their identity with some younger guys stepping in. Um, so that's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna be going on with this team here. To me, I got them going seven and three. Um, I think they actually start the season zero and two. Uh, Escondido. They, they, I, I hope Maffey is not just hyping them up so much because right. I think they're going to be good. I've heard stories outside of Maffey that Escondido is going to be good. Um, he's very Escondido gung-ho. Uh, he's got them winning the Valley League. He's got them, you know, fired up, ready to play. Um, talking about the ginormous line that they have um, up there at Escondido. So I think that's going to be a tough game for Hilltop. Uh, then playing El Cap. El Cap's also got some guys. They got some size. I went to the... Uh, uh, top Dog Madden video shoot that they did uh, with the P- uh, Prep Picks Report at Mary High School. They had three kids from El Cap. All of them were on the offensive line. All of them were, like, the size of a house. I mean, they were just <laughs> ginormous kids, um, but, like, in a good way, right? I right, mean, they are just good offensive linemen. Um, and that's some size that El Cap hasn't had in a long time. Uh, the last time they had size like that, they were in a state championship game uh, back in 2014, and they beat Helix that year. Uh, so that that's going to be a tough game for them, I think, because I think El Cap's on the way back. I think they could beat San Ysidro, Valhalla. I think their last loss is the Morse, and then I think they run the table after that. Uh, I got them going 7-3. and three. I got them winning the league. I think you're spot on there. Um, I don't see too much tough matchups um, later on in the season. Um, like I was saying earlier, I feel like this Hilltop team – We'll take their lumps in the first two games, whether they win or lose. Um, but either way, they're going to come out of it a better football team into Week Three, uh, hosting San Isidro. And like you said, from there on, it's going to be it's going to be uh, looking up for the Lancers. Um, not a lot of teams, a lot of teams stand out in their league, honestly. So it's going to be up to them. It's their league to lose, I would say. Um, they got a good opportunity to get some revenge against Benita Vista. I covered Hilltop a lot last year. Benita Vista broke their heart one night. It was uh, <laughs> it was Benita's uh, homecoming game, and uh, they had a kickoff return for a touchdown with just over a minute left. That just absolutely Aww. set the place on fire. So, I think the that that one hurt Westling for sure. I could tell. I, I talked to him the next week, and uh, so I, I think they're looking forward to that Benita game uh, maybe more than anything on the schedule here. 
You're talking about it's their league to lose. The one team that I think can come up and win that league, um, aside from Hilltop, is Mar Vista, the next team we're talking about right here. 7-4 uh, from a year ago. They beat Santana. Uh, Chula Vista Coronado top uh, wins, according to Cal Preps. They lost to Hilltop, Santana, and University City. Um, they're a team, like I was saying earlier, it kind of will sneak up on you in this league. Um, and not talked about a lot. Um, rarely ever in the media they're ever talked about. Um, it almost feels like uh, you know people just kind of forget about Mar Vista, but they continue to have pretty successful seasons. Um, they, like I said, seven and four last year. I think they also go seven and three this year. They open up at Cl- or with Classical Academy. Um, that game's kind of question mark. Classical Academy has a new coach. Uh, a little bit of transition for them. I still think Classical Academy might be uh, a little bit better, but who knows? That that actually is one of my losses. So I, I, their ceiling now, uh, I think, is 8-2. and two. Uh, They play Valley from Santa Ana, according to Cal Preps. Uh, based on the ratings, Mar Vista should win that game. Uh, I have them losing to Santana, and then I have them ripping through Coronado, Mission Bay, Montgomery, Southwest San Diego, Sweetwater, and Chula Vista before playing for a league title against Hilltop. Yeah, I would agree. I mean... Uh... Mar Vista is one of those schools. It's it's an old South Bay school that has a lot of rich history. Um, you know, they have a lot of pride in their football program. Uh, Coach Arciaga did a great job last year. I got to see him once. Um, they they uh, handled South, SD Southwest pretty well. I think it's a battle of the bell, they call it. They got a little rivalry um, there with with Southwest. Uh, yeah, the bell game. Um, so, yeah, it would be interesting. I, like I, And I'm, I'm pretty spot on with you there. It shouldn't be too much of a hit from last season. I think uh, Coach Arciaga's got something good going on there. He's going to try to care, turn that into, uh, you know, hit more his program each year in and year out. So it'll be exciting. Um, let's look at some players that we have here for this Mar Vista team. It's looking like um, they're returning some guys on the line. Um, that should be some different makers there. Like I said, they're always a big, big up front on both sides. Um, that should be this should be a pretty fun team to watch, and Hilltop's gonna have to be careful. You know, if they if they uh, if they take a Friday night off in that league schedule, uh, Marvista might right, be right there knocking on the door. Uh, that's Mar Vista. I think we're both in agreement uh, of them going two and one in the league, uh, and uh, kind of around that seven and three, uh, maybe eight and two, six and four uh, range right there. Sweetwater is the last team. They're a Division Four school. Uh, they went three and eight last year. JV team did not win a game. Zero and eight. They did beat Chula Vista last year. El Cajon Valley, San Ysidro. Um, Unfortunately, El Cajon Valley and San Ysidro did not win a game last year. Uh, 0-20 combined. Uh, notable losses, Fallbrook, Montgomery, Mar Vista. Uh, they open up with Sampa Squall, who's going to be difficult for them. Then they play Fallbrook. Fallbrook has a lot of issues in terms of just coaches, just because they've had three coaches in the last six months. Um, so they might be able to win that game at Bonita, at Santana, Mount Miguel, Vincent Memorial, Montgomery, and then they get in a league play. Uh, to me, they get the same record as Chula Vista, except um, you know their one win potentially might be Fallbrook. I don't see them winning a league game this year. They do return 10 of their 22 starters from a year ago. Um, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, don't know a whole lot about this Sweetwater team. I know last year they had some real playmakers um, that kind of carried them throughout their season. Um, this year it's going to be tough again. You know, they're, it's 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 going to be. Um, like I would have to agree with you with the league schedule. I think Chula Vista has a has a good shot to to knock them off in their league schedule. Um, but again, you never know with this with this team. Coach Coach Wagner runs a really tight ship over there. From what I saw last season, um, he's going to have his guys ready each and every week. Um, but I would def- I would have to agree with you on this one. It's going to be it's going to be a down year for the for the Red Devils. Yeah. So uh, let's recap real quick. I have Hilltop coming in first in the league. You agree? Yep. I have Mar Vista coming in second. 
agree. Okay, I have Chula Vista coming in third. I would say Chula Vista uh, sneaks out a win against Sweetwater. And then I got Sweetwater coming in and last in the league. Yep. Uh, finally in agreement with one of my analysts for the first time in the, in the entire time. Matt didn't agree with Maffey on standings. I agreed with a couple. Um, me and Top Dog did not agree on like anything in terms of the uh, we agreed with like the top two teams and then the bottom tier, but then it was the order was always was always around and uh, we actually made a bet between uh, Kearney and San Diego High, so it should be a nice little fun thing at the end of the year. You um, you'll see me wearing a Caver shirt potentially uh, when I cover one of the games for the playoffs. Uh, he's Luke Ramirez. He is a freelance writer for the Union Tribune. I'm Braden Sopranet. That is the uh, South Bay preview, the uh, Metro South Bay preview. That is uh, to hear all our other Metro League. Um, previews. Uh, be sure to check out the website 97thefansd.com. Check out our Instagram at 97throughthefan and our Twitter page at 97throughthefansd for all that content. Of course, we have our high school football show each and every Thursday night from 9 to 11. Uh, following Thursday night football on the air, you'll be able to hear myself and Coach John Cantera break down all the action. We have coaches on, we have players in studio, uh, we give our game picks. Give out our top 10, all that fun stuff each and every Thursday night on uh, 97 through the fan. And then Fridays, we are going to be carrying high school football games on the fan for the first time for the entire season. Last year, we started up late in the year. This year, we're starting from week one. We have Granite Hills traveling to Poway week one. You can hear that on the radio.com app. You'll start being able to hear those games on the air on 97 through the fan once the Padres season is over. We're excited for high school football season. I know you guys are as well. That's Luke Ramirez. I'm Braden Soprenit. Tune into our other podcasts on uh, iTunes and anywhere you can find our podcast right here on 97 through the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.